hello, Dustin. Hello, Burr. We made it. We made it to uh, the end of 2020. Uh, Oof. Yeah, I know. So this, this is the this is the final episode of of uh, the year 2020 on the Hoopercast Movie Hour. Uh, Merry Christmas, Dustin. What if 2020 doesn't end? Merry well, Christmas, by the way. It's well, I, what if this isn't the last episode? You know, it's always weird because like I say something like, "Hey, the last podcast of 2020," but it, it's Monday, and it's like, what if like something happens to me before? <laughs> I can get the episode if I get the episode out. Of course, or what the, if something crazy happens like on Wednesday and we have to like have a, an emergency podcast recording? Right. Well, the likelihood of me uh, dying before you hear this episode significantly increases if you go uh, contribute to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash supercast. Um, it decreases. Oh, did I say increases? You said increases. If you if you support us on Patreon, I will die. You can help end my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> so if you really got something against me, uh, sh- sh- vote with your dollar. <laughs> give, give me all the money you have. Every dollar is a knife in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patreon.com/slash/supercash. You can get this show commercial free and a little bit sooner than the uh, average bear. So yeah, check that Table. out. Um, how was your Christmas, Dustin? It was good. It was uh, it was weird. It's you know different than than typical. Yeah, uh, my family didn't do any big gatherings or anything. Uh, I did get together with my parents and my brother, mm-hmm. um, but that that was about it. And so um, yeah, it was it was quiet and strange. <laughs> How was yours? Good. Did you get any interesting gifts or give any interesting gifts? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I got a bunch of, a bunch of little things, um, no, nothing too big. You know, what's, what's funny, uh, my, so my grandparents, um, they, they gave some gifts this year, but the, the way that they did it is like, well, obviously they couldn't go shop and they don't do like online shopping and whatnot. So they, they, they just like passed on heirlooms this year, oh. which was, which was cool. And it was just like, here's some things that we've enjoyed through the years. Here you go. And so, you know, it's was, it was like, it was, it, was, it was sweet. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm about to suck all the sentimentality out of the air. You want to <laughs> see my gift? Sure. Check it out. It's a tattoo. Oh, <laughs> Deadpool boxers or shorts or something. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I thought you were about to show me a tattoo, like a legit tattoo. That just- <laughs> it's it close. It's a Deadpool tattoo on my butt. <laughs> underneath the deadpool right 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 no i always get my wife always gets me like socks and undershirts or some sort of like basic thing and then like a couple years ago i got this really awesome she got me these 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 weird novelty pair of captain america like boxer briefs Mm. and so this year i opened up this this thing and there's just deadpool staring at me yes uh on on the the crotch of a pair of underwear Um, and so I was like, I saw uh, these are Deadpool underwear. And then the other pair that was with it that I wore earlier today, bef- um, was Harry before Potter. You pooped your pants. Yeah. Before I pooped was my what? pants, I had to change. <laughs> <laughs> before I dead pooped my pants. <laughs> you just, uh, just ask her for a Deadpool tattoo next year. No, a, a, a tattoo that just says Joel Edgerton. Okay. <laughs> Strange. I don't know why that just first name that came to my head. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, that's a plan. I'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, other than that, I uh, just got some, you know, monies and uh, regular old knickknacks. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm a little surprised my in-laws didn't get me a knife this year. I've been getting a mm. knife for, I guess it's more of a birthday gift. I've been getting a knife from them for mm. like three years straight. I have like five knives now. It's a good gift. It's good. It's not, it's like, a, you know, as a home defense, it's not like, I don't know. It it's like a much, really, but... It's like a really cool like Vietnam knife. And then like this other one, I got like a... Sure like some sort of like hunting serrated mm. knife. So it's like, nice. I'm fully stocked on knives. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And boxers. Deadpool knives boxers. boxers. Yeah. It's all a man needs. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's, um, when is this Christmas? Tra- oh yeah. Um, no, I'll talk about that later. Okay, cool. Well, let's, let's get, let's, we've, we've set the table enough today. So, uh, not going to talk film. New- well, we got one piece of film news, but not till the end of the show. Um, yeah. so we're going to get right into the film reviews, uh, tonight. And, uh, we're going to lead off with, uh, one of the heavy hitters. Uh, this was, um, finally a, a week where we had some uh new releases to talk about dustin i know right I know it's been a while we had like a brief bit uh, around the film festival with minari and a mm-hmm. few other things but for the most part we haven't had much new to talk about uh yeah this year so yeah um on christmas day we had two movies that can't became available on streaming and mm-hmm. uh and we watched them both um we did and the leadoff batter tonight is going to be uh, the new film from Disney and Pixar and uh, the new film by Pete Doctor. The film is Soul. Music is all I think about. From the moment I wake up in the morning to the moment I fall asleep at night. I was born to play. It's my reason for living. Hello? What the... Ah! Oh my goodness, oh my goodness! Help! So, um, I watched this on Christmas Day. I watched it with my mm-hmm. wife and kids. Um, and my kids have watched it four times since. Okay. Okay. Because they're home from school and I have to work sure. and, you know. Why not? And we have Disney Plus and now it's there forever. Right, um, exactly. So, so there it is. Um, yes. So, Soul is uh, the latest film from Pixar Animation Studios, um, directed by Pete Docter, who previously has directed uh, Inside Out. Did he direct something between those two films? I wouldn't think so. Uh, he did. He do one. Of, he did. Did he do Monsters Inc? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, hang on. Um, he, he did. Yes, he did Monsters Inc. Universe. Inside Out, and then Soul. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So. Oh, and up. He did up. Yes. Yeah. He also did up. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Cool. Um, I was afraid, I one of their more prolific filmmakers. Yes. And Pete Doctor is kind of you'd consider him like among like the intellectual and the creative brain trust at Pixar, yeah. Yeah, especially sure. now that John Lasseter is gone. Like yeah. there was for a while it was Lee Unkrich, who I think has mm. left Pixar. Didn't he? Didn't he leave Pixar? Yes, he did. He left. Um, for some reason, that's like our highest rated podcast episode, our most listened to podcast episode. I'm just random analytics really? here. Was okay. the episode where we talked about Lee Unkrich leaving. Okay. A lot of people Fair invested. Enough. So maybe we'll get some Lots we'll get people. some clicks this week. <laughs> talking about Pixar. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's he's high up at Pixar and obviously a, yep. a great director over there. Uh, co-written by Dr. and Kemp, and, uh, Kemp Powers, who is mm-hmm. a just a screenwriter, playwright. Yeah. Playwright, um, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so we got the voices of Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, um, Graham Norton, who I was really pleased to see in this movie, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Rachel House, Alice Braga, and then uh, Richard Ayoid. Ayoid, I give up. Sure. Felissa Rashad, Donnell Rawlings, Questlove, and Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got we've uh, we're introduced to Joe Gardner, a very generically named, uh, <laughs> generically lived out life. Uh, yep. He is a yep. middle aged, middle school uh, band teacher who is uh, nonetheless a very talented um, jazz musician, and yeah. who has dreams, a lifelong dream of playing, being a jazz player, uh, playing a jazz quartet. He lives yep. in New York City. Um, so he's, he's, he's where he, he's where he needs to be. Um, but he's just hasn't, he's, he's a, he's a long suffering gig musician and, yeah. um, and hasn't gone anywhere. And, uh, and one day he gets a chance to mm-hmm. be a part of a jazz quartet. He goes into the audition. He does well. He is told to come back and, you know, play this gig tonight. And between the audition and getting the gig, he dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he falls into a manhole, uh, yep. and I guess he hits his and head because it happens yeah, all sure. the time in movies and no one ever dies, but usually there's just a crash and then some, sure. a laugh track, but Joe falls yep. and dies into yep. a manhole. Um, the only and, thing missing is that goofy sound effect. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He falls and dies, um, yep. and uh, and so he wakes up in the in the great beyond. He is dead. He is a he is a he's a, a bodiless soul, mm-hmm. and uh, inexplicably ends up in the what is known as the great before the youth seminar, which is where all the new souls uh, are before they um, go to Earth to begin their life as a sentient person, mm-hmm. and where he meets uh, Tina Fey's character twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, who we're introduced to this character who is a deeply cynical, uh, nonetheless unlived soul, um, who has no interest, uh, or motivation to go live life. And <laughs> I'm explaining a lot because the setup for this film, the premise is, is, is simple. It's about a, a man who dies and through his death learns to appreciate life. Yeah. But through the plot it's me- high concept. Yeah, it's very high concept. And so the plot mechanics have to be very like shoehorned, like you're in the great before and we have this mentor program and we're mm-hmm. not going to question too much. It's either they don't yeah. question too much why he's there or they just go, you know what? You'd make a good mentor. It's fine. Who cares? Yeah, and yeah. they let him mentor this, um, this unteachable soul. Basically it's like a teacher student dynamic where we've got this, teacher who's who really deeply wants to get back to his body and the way he wants to get back to his body so he can play his jazz quartet i love how he's dead and he's seeing all this amazing shit and he's still like mm-hmm. but yeah but i want to go play jazz in new york though like right, right, right like right. he loves music that much yeah. um these armature these wire armature like you know demigods don't impress him at all um nope so uh, he wants to get back to his body, and the way he can do that is if he can help Twenty Two gain um, or, or find—I'll um, say there, a spark. yeah, a spark. Um, yep. 
22 gets an Earth badge and can go to Earth, and they ba- they both agree that she'll just give it to him. I'm going to say mm-hmm. she. It's voiced by a woman. Um, sure. Uh, that she'll just give the pass to him, and he will just go back to Earth in his body, and she can kind of just go hide and never have to be called on to, you know. it's mm-hmm. it's it, There's a lot of exposition in the first act you got to pay attention to yep. just to understand the dynamics. Yep. So um, I'm, yep. I'm just going to bet at this point that people get it or don't care um sure <laughs> so uh so a series of things happens that aren't in the trailer so i don't want to spoil it too much um right now at least in this part of the discussion yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get into spoilers in a minute all right we'll get into spoilers in a minute um so as um I, like i said i've seen the film once i haven't had time to do like that second pass where you really can break things down and appreciate them so on a on a basic uh level um I, I bumped it a little bit uh, to just because I knew I would come up on it during this discussion. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to give it four stars. Um, it okay. is not emotionally a four stars for me. It's more like I I really respect and appreciate what they went for. They uh, Pixar. This is totally different from earlier this year because remember Onward came out this year also from yes, Pixar, it and yes, it um, it, and and it was just really generic and it didn't feel like a yep. Pixar movie to me. It had yeah. I say celebrity voices; they're all celebrity voices. It had yeah. really um uh, um uh what's the called obvious celebrity voice yeah. casting with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Um, and the animation style was just very DreamWorksy. The character design was very DreamWorksy, and it just mm-hmm. didn't feel like a Pixar movie. Nothing about it had that right. that spark, so to say. So just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I don't remember what I gave on, but I think we gave it a three stars. Just whatever, probably it's fine. Um, so I give Soul a four. I, I I was not as emotionally moved in this film as I was by like movies with characters that I really movies about characters toy story yeah, the incredibles yeah. uh cars even not well yeah. Yeah, yeah. um sure but like you know things that invest more in things i care about so yeah. this movie's not like heavy on character what it is heavy on is theme uh uh concept you know it's yeah. it's yeah. and um and abstract um production design i'll call it Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very different than anything else Pixar has done. Even even different from Inside Out, it's it's even broader in concept than Inside Out. Yeah. Um, uh, beautifully simplistic. Um, the animation is really gorgeous, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, and and it, everything. Um, the characters did feel rich and complex, and um, there's just there there was a lot that they had to put into plot and plot mechanics that they yeah couldn't put into character as much not to say that mm-hmm. the film is without character but uh, I'll get a four star I guess um sure for sure what about you yeah I mostly agree with everything you said I I think that um I, well let me start with this I I'm gonna give it three stars I think it's just fine um it it, it does its job um but but I, this does not stand the test of like one of the great Pixar films for me. Um, it's certainly better than Onward and better than The Good Dinosaur. And I've only seen Brave once and, you know, uh, Cars 2 is abysmal. So I, I you know, it, it, this, the, but this is around that level of Pixar yeah. to me. Yep. Um, it, it, it's, it may be on the upper side of it, but it's around that, that level. Um, 
and it's crazy because I, I hear everybody talking about it. it's a masterpiece. It's got like a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I've seen so many people actually calling it a masterpiece. Mm. I, I I didn't think so. I, I think I, I was emotionally disconnected from this as well. Um, and I think there's a number of reasons for that. Um, but, you know, I, I think that um, the animation is gorgeous. The, the music is fantastic, of course. Um, but it felt a little boilerplate to me. And maybe it's just that the Pixar formula is getting a little tired, um, you know, and this this, you know, adventure type storytelling is is getting played out. Um, but, but it feels like, I always hesitate to say that though, because, you know, they could turn around with something with the same formula and make it fantastic. Um, they've obviously done it a million times before, so they can do it again. Um, but this one didn't hit. And, and I'll tell you why I think, at least for me, the big takeaway was, uh, disappointment. And, and I, I think it's due to the, the concept. Um, I, so I didn't know anything about this going in. Like I may have seen part of a teaser trailer a long time ago, right. but I, I really stayed away from trailers. I didn't pay any attention to it. I, I just wanted to go in fresh on this. And, um, and it, I, I don't hate the concept. I think the concept is fine. I think the execution of the concept is terrible. Um, and, and here's what I mean by that. Um, you have, um, you have a very complex system, at, at play here and and it's it's not dissimilar to inside out where there's a complex system in place uh, but inside out always felt like it was grounded in some level of you know psycho analysis and like um you know th- like at least it made some sort of sense on a on a level of psychotherapy, right? Like like if if I'm in therapy, these are some terms I'm going to come up against. These are some ideas I'm going to come up against. It's um, and and its theme is relatable, and it's also I think um, I think it's a good message, right? right. Um, and 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 it's clear what the filmmaker's trying to say here. I feel like Pete Doctor didn't have anything clear to say about the soul. Um, and maybe that's just the unknowable nature of the soul um, that that makes it unclear. Um, but but the system didn't work as flawlessly as the system in Inside Out works. Yeah. Simply because I, we know less about the soul and the the spiritual. And depending on where you are on the spectrum of spirituality, uh, you may not even believe in any of this exists at all right right so so like the the idea that um you know we're going to make a film about the concept of the soul uh, it, 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 there, it, it, it's not based on anything academic. Um, it, it's, it's purely speculative. And I think that the, um, I, I just think that the way that it, it tries to explain the, the inner workings of all of this, uh, just comes up short for me. And, and if we, if we look at it as just a, a fantasy film where, you know, okay, it's like the kids going to Narnia, like we're going to go through the wardrobe and now we're in this fantasy land. Um, I'm just going to die. And now I'm in this fantasy land, right. right? Like it's, it's not dissimilar from that. And, uh, but, but the, but the way that you get in is confusing to me, right? Like you have the, um, we'll talk more in spoilers about this, but, but there, there are mechanics in place is how you, uh, how one would navigate this fantasy land. And, and I don't think that that's ever super clear. And so the ramifications of it are never super clear. So the stakes are confusing. 
Um, and then, and then, uh, I think, I think that for me, um, you know, that's sort of the main takeaway is like, I wasn't quite sure what could happen at any moment. So I wasn't quite sure how to feel at any moment. Um, I think that the antagonist is very weak. Um, and you could say that maybe the antagonist is, is Joe himself and it's an internal conflict and maybe it is, but, um, there is an external conflict as well. And I feel like it's weak. Um, the Tina Fey character, I mean, having 22, I understand the idea of a character influencing another character and, and, you know, like let's, let's pair up this guy who, um, who wants to get back to life in this thing that doesn't want to ever be alive. Um, and like that, that's a good idea on paper. The problem is I I don't think Tina Fey's character is, is necessary at all in this. Um, and, um, and the weird thing is she doesn't even check the box of like cuddly sidekick character that will sell lots of plushes because he's also the sell lots of plushes guy, right? Like they're, they're designed so similar. So, I don't know. It, it's so weird, but but I don't think that 22 is is all that necessary. And and like you were saying, in a world where we really want this to be like a character driven um, exploration of what makes the soul of a man or of of a, of a character, um, I think by adding these, well, specifically by adding 22, I think you muddle what the message is for Joe. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan. I just felt disconnected almost the entire time. I didn't feel disconnected from them, but I did feel not as impressed as I was hoping to feel. Yeah. Um, I guess I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's weird because like I said, I give the film a four star, but that's mostly because it hits a positive theme. Sure. Uh, and, and and tried to do and tried to make something highbrow for kids. I think, and I think they succeeded in making something highbrow for kids like they did with inside out. Um, and again, I, I use the litmus test for, you know, my kids as, as wanting to watch it. Um, and my daughter being obsessed with it, but, um, yeah, they, they, it's almost like they hide behind the, um, intangibility of what we know about the soul as a reason, it's like, how are, are how, why are there all these different unexplained ways to access the soul realm? Well, because, you know, we don't know all of them. And it's like, okay, well, I, it's like in teaching somebody about something, you're sort of, you have to create rules for your story, but they don't want to create rules that seem like they're dictating how souls actually work. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, God, we should we should move into spoilers. Um, yeah, yeah, you almost have to. So I'll say this: uh, Souls on Disney Plus. If you have a subscription, you can watch it right now, and uh, you likely probably already have, and you're waiting to hear us talk about the plot details. So, um, and it is worth seeing. It's I mean, worth look, seeing. three three stars isn't isn't a bad score. It just is to say that there are better Pixar films. I'll, but but I don't think that any Pixar film, except for Cars Two, is a waste of time. Yes. Um. Yeah. So. I, I think Toy Story Four and Cars Two. Uh, oh yeah. Toy Story 4. I forgot that one. I'm looking at my Pixar list right now. I updated it while while we were speaking. And so (laughs) I've I've made a couple of adjustments. One, I've moved Wally up. Wally used to be my number 16. And Mm. I've watched it a billion times since because my son, that's probably his favorite Pixar movie. Um, Sure. So I've moved Wally up to number nine at the top of my four star list. Oh, that's quite Uh, a change. Soul 
is now is number 12 of what is okay. it, 23 films right in the middle. It okay. is the low yeah. end of my four stars. It's right behind yeah. cars and it's right before okay. weird right before onward. Okay. So they're right on that yeah. line. So it's a four yeah. star, but like I said, it's not a strong four star. No, I got to no, put no, no. it somewhere and I, I respect right. what it did more than onward. Maybe yeah. onward was more fun and sure. they're just different films, but, but, they're uh, very different. but soul, yeah, it's worth seeing. Um, but it's not, again, I prefer films that give me characters and yeah. struggles. And while it is relatable to, to, for me, especially to contemplate the nature of my life's purpose or the soul, um, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just film didn't hit all the spots that I like, I look for in movies, but I appreciate what it was going for. Um, I appreciate what it's trying to teach and normalize for kids. I think we've seen in the years since Inside Out the positive effect that that movie has had on kids and their understanding of their feelings, which is really good. So hopefully this will help kids, you know, think about what, you know, think about what they want to do with their lives a little bit deeper. So that's, that's good. All right. Let's move into spoilers for Soul. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, um, Boy, so a big aspect of this movie is body swap. Yeah, um, and yeah, I was not. In, well, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting it to happen. I thought it was gonna be a quick gag, and I was like, sure. "Oh no, this is like." And it would get. This is like the yeah. midpoint. Okay, sure. Um, I'm not sure when in the movie it happens. I'm pretty sure it is the midpoint. Um, yeah. But uh, so yeah, Joe falls into a cat, and 22 falls into Joe, and now they have to do a such and such and find a guy to switch to the thing and before the thing. Um, so there's a lot of like, I don't want to call them hackneyed plot mechanics, but if, if I were writing this story, you know, for like school and and I looked at the script, I'd be like, okay, I've got something here, but some of this stuff is, is feeling a little forced. And, and, and that's how I felt about some of those. Like, uh, I think one of the, one of the things that would come up in like a class critique would be like, okay, so how does, Graham Norton know how to reverse them and and I how can call he him Graham Norton <laughs> uh, whatever Moonwind I, yeah. um, no I, uh, and, I like to think of Graham Norton the, the talk show host being in the film. right he's such a <laughs> just can I say real quick I love yes. Graham Norton yeah, every yeah, time yeah. the the the, only, the one of the things I miss about using Facebook is they would always recommend Graham Norton show clips to me and yeah, yeah. I would watch it and be like this is so much better than everything on American Late Night and yeah, I'm, pretty I, much. And, and, and you know me Dustin I'm not like a Euro yeah. snob like well, the Brits right. do everything better I'm the, you know right. we don't do anything in America we know right. comedy pretty well in the United States yeah, yeah, yeah. but damn sure. it Graham Norton is the best and yeah he's it's a, so good he's a funny voice you can it's just such a great conceit to have everybody on the on the uh, couch at once. It's great. They can tell better stories because they can say fuck, you know, on the air. Sure, <laughs> like, sure. You know, uh, you yeah. know what I mean? And like, but like, you know, you, you've got, uh, this is a children's movie review. What am I doing? <laughs> 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 um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so, so Grant Norton is just a delightful person. So yes, I, throughout sure. the movie, I was like, he sounds like somebody fun that I recognize. And then I saw the credits. I was like, Oh, it's Graham Norton. There it is. So cool. Yeah. So I prefer yeah. to think of Graham Norton in a suit, uh, right. Sailing this pirate ship through the, uh, Correct. soul realm. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, but he's able to access the soul realm like super easily just cause he meditates. Yeah. And, and he's able to somehow where nobody else can, he knows that the souls are in the, in the cat and then, yeah. and he hears the cat's like yeah. Joe's voice in yeah. the cat rather than the cat's meowing. <laughs> I don't understand how. Yeah. Um, he's like, he's basically jacked into the matrix. 
Yeah, 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 pretty much. But see, and and so this this is the weird thing because then towards the end, um, uh, Joe is playing the piano and he goes into the zone, yeah. right? But then he escapes this little like cocoon that you're in At when you're piano. in the zone. Yeah, and I'm like, so n- like nobody else can do this. I guess it's just because he died before. Yeah, he's but, a, he's aware of what the zone is and its properties. But then, but then what you're saying is like his soul can, can leave his body, but, but, and, and again, same for Graham Norton, his soul can leave his body, but his body doesn't die. He just keeps spinning the thing. Yeah. It's not like, so there's no consequences to it necessarily. Also, uh, speaking of, of soul leaving the body and death and blah, blah, blah. Um, there, I also found it amusing, but also weird that that when 22 goes in i'm sorry when when joe goes into the cat there's that quick little shot of the cat like on the escalator to the great beyond and it's like the cat's soul yeah. going into the great beyond i think i know where you're then, going with this but then like when when joe falls back into his body the cat's back in his body yeah and the cat's just fine and i'm like oh wait so my prediction is there's going to be like a, a cat related Pixar short on the DVD <laughs> that shows the cat's adventures getting yeah. back to his body. Oh, I, I literally said in front of my family. So like, you know, they, they go back in the, and Joe's back in his body, um, you know, in the subway or whatever. And he's yeah. getting up and the cat runs to the pet therapy to person. The yeah. And I, I said I couldn't help. I blurred out. I just before without thinking blurred out. I was like, well, really, the cat should have been dead. Right, <laughs> like if the cat's soul moved yeah. on already, you just wake up and like it's just people like the woman screaming and holding the cat's dead body. My like, cat, I feel meal. Like my cat, you know, and him just be like, yeah, oh, that sucks. Sorry about that. Sorry about your dead cat. Yeah, my, my friend fell into his body. Sorry, <laughs> or I fell into his body. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's weird. I don't know, man. Like, like. <laughs> Put aside all of the like mechanics of how it works uh, and blah blah blah. Like like that that's the main thing that when I was done with the film, I was just like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like I'm not clear on the rules. A lot of problems. So so yeah. So so the problem is like okay, Joe escapes the zone and now he's freewheeling with Graham Norton on the Bob Dylan ship going to find the lost soul that is 22. Right. And, and he, and he, and he does all of this, but I'm like, okay, so is Joe dead? And if Joe is dead because his soul is gallivanting around the, the great before. Yeah. If Joe is dead at his piano, just like, you know, just sitting there dead. <laughs> uh, then, then the weird thing is like, what, what, I'm just unclear as to like, are they how he can he just jump back into Earth and then he's fine again? And and if that's the case, can can this dude just disassociate like forever every night and like his soul just go on adventures all the time? Yeah, bro. Like, it just seems like a broken like world now, like that he can just do this. Um, I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah, um, it's it's one. Of the, it's like I said, they, they hide behind the concept that this is an intangible thing that they yeah. don't really give themselves rules or want you yeah. to think about it too much. Yeah. So it's one of those well, things that, that keeps it from me engaging on a character level. It's because I'm distracted by things like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. I can't well, be and, on this ride with Joe. You know, learning. It's it's so it's so hard for me to criticize the movie because it's not like they do a terrible job with his character. 
Yeah. They just don't do a great job. Um, right. Even though what they're explaining is, 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 it's easy to understand. It's, you know, right. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and as far as the mechanics go too, you know, it, we we're shown that the, this mentor system or whatever, where, where the souls mentor the, the unborn souls. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. I got you. But is this before Muhammad Ali goes to the great beyond? Like he gets plucked from the escalator and they're like, Hey, we think you'd make a good mentor. Or does he volunteer to be the mentor? I think they, and if that's I the think case, they pluck him. I think they pluck him. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just so strange. So yeah. like, there's like a whole host of people that they just like pluck them and say, "Now you mentor these things before you go to the great beyond." Also, with them saying, "Hey, it's not often that we find ourselves inspired. You should get another chance at life." So he did a better job than Muhammad Ali, Gandhi, all these yeah. other great Mother Teresa, like Mother all Teresa, these people. Yeah. They didn't get it. They don't get to go back, or did they refuse? Did they go? No, it's cool. I live my yeah, life. Yeah, I'm good. I'm going to go to the great beyond. With the, but that makes Joe an asshole. Like, yeah, you know what? I do deserve to live. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, no, dude, you died. Yeah. Also, I would like to point out too. I mean, obviously, it's a cartoon, right? Sure. It's yeah, cartoon. Yeah. I get it. It's cartoon. But like, <laughs> dude, dude hurt himself. He fell down the manhole and yeah. hurt himself bad enough to die, but not to have any lasting impact or even a scratch when he wakes up in that bed. <laughs> That's a great hospital. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like 22 should be like, oh my gosh, why are your legs not working? Yeah, yeah, and then he's she, like, I don't know. They've she, always worked before. He wakes up and like, he, he can't even talk. His jaw his, doesn't his work. His head is backwards because his neck is just broken <laughs> completely around. That's true. Like, it's enough to kill him. It's not like, you know, he wakes up and he's in a coma and he's perfectly fine. And it's like, I, whatever. We got to move the story no along. No like, bones. Then, yeah, then, then should he not have died at all then? Right. How many deaths are just comas that people just go the escalator before they wake up? Right, exactly. It makes me it makes you kind of want to indict all the Jerry's, you know, like, hey, <laughs> right, what the right. hell are you doing? Are y'all even yeah, giving you're just them, sending these people? Are you even waiting? Yeah, it, it's Terry's fault. Yeah. Terry needs to to slow his roll. Count, right? I guess it's the count. Oh, okay. That and so that's the antagonist I was talking about earlier. Right, I, not threatening. At all. Like you compare this to like the great antagonists like Lotto, right? Yeah. Like they're 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 charismatic and and you know, broken and wicked. Yeah. But like I don't know what Terry's motivation is other than just I He's I'm, just a I count. I'm a, I'm a stickler for the rules. Yeah. Okay, well yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. That's not a great motivation for your antagonist. Or, yeah, I guess I gotta agree. Man, Dustin, you're really tempted me to pull my sword down here. <laughs> no, you don't have to pull your sword down. I'm just saying, like, these are things that bothered me. Like, as I'm watching it, I'm saying, like, what, what I kept waiting for them to reveal something about Terry. Like, well, one got through one oh, like, time, ter and, and it was Jesus Christ. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, Terry, Terry is the devil, and that really pissed him <laughs> off. Right, right. Terry. Like, I have no idea where where we're going with this. But, like, I, you know, it's so strange. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just weird that the, the mechanics... I don't fully understand, so yeah. I wasn't fully invested. And and look, I mean, I think that Joe's a great character, but but we need more from him. It seemed so easy, like uh, you know, when the cat. I'm sorry, I'm getting everything mixed up. When 22 <laughs> is in Joe's body, yeah. and Joe is the cat, and the cat is telling 
Joe how to talk to his mother, right? Like just like yeah. that that's a big character moment yeah. like to to overcome that. I felt like it's weird that that happens when it does in the structure of the film. Right. Rather than like towards the third act like catharsis. Yeah. And and then also that it almost doesn't get to be his victory. Like right. it is. It's him talking. Yeah. But it's not. And, um, and so like in a way, and, um, and we may talk about this again later tonight. Um, uh, there's a little tease for you. Um, when, when there is somebody in somebody's body, there's, there are inherent issues with, with, you know, relating to the decisions that are happening here. Yeah. And so, so for me, okay, it really you want Joe to have that moment of catharsis, but it's it's twenty two acting like Joe, yeah, down to like mannerisms and and like impassioned pleas. When in reality, the whole thing should be delivered flatly, right? right? Like like the cat is impassioned, and twenty two is just like and another thing, mom. You know, and it's like flat. And but but you you wouldn't have any catharsis if you if you delivered it that way. So. But it just kind of breaks it for me. Anyway, the yeah. the long story short is there's a lot of things like that 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 broke that that broke like my engagement with the characters. And I think you're right. Like, had they done the quick little like gag where they're in the wrong bodies and then they were able to switch somehow like yeah, super they, quickly or, or they just they find a way to quickly kill each other and they go back out like okay well that didn't work just something right, yeah but then and, it would, and, that would make like suicide funny so we can't do that true they, yeah you know they could they just should they should have done something well i, I mean it, it, they could have made it a funny gag if they like both see each other and scare each other to death like <laughs> <laughs> and like they both die and come back and now it's and they do the whole thing again and it's like yeah. you know quick little shots of them meeting Moonwind and doing all the thing and then going through and doing the whole thing and and you know like that would have been a funny gag yeah but um but yeah I uh, yeah I just I, I think you lose some of the catharsis when it isn't Joe doing it yeah um and so like the character changes that happen um. Yeah, I was just disengaged with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I guess the I guess the message is fine and the theme is fine. And, you know, it's all about, you know, enjoying life and finding that spark. And the spark isn't what you're into. It's, yeah. you know, OK, like, sure. Um, but, you know, it also feels weird. Like, so my wife and I, when we watched it, like she mentioned, and, and I think it's a great point, is that like... And I've read an interview with Pete Doctor since, so I know why he didn't do this. But I really would have loved to have seen the change that Joe enacts, right? So, so my thought going through this, this is what I thought. I thought what was happening was we were gonna they were gonna reveal that Joe's spark isn't music, that his mm-hmm. spark is teaching. Yeah, um, that would be because yep. because they have that moment at the beginning where he's like playing piano and all the kids like light up, right? Yeah. And then clearly his drummer, his ex student, who's the drummer, who's giving him this opportunity, is enamored with him. Yeah, and then he's teaching twenty two how to enjoy life. And, yeah, and so I thought the reveal was going to be no, no, no. Your your spark isn't music. That's your tool. Your yeah. spark is that you are a teacher son of a bitch dustin 
right? And so, like, that's what the, I I called it halfway through. I was wrong, yeah. But that's what I, that was my prediction. That's what should have been. <laughs> and and so like um and so so he he you know becomes a teacher or whatever but but then like at the end the thought was he comes back he steps out the door he goes to the school he's like teaching but now with great passion and even though the students are like you know missing their notes and they're not on beat and whatever he's enjoying it like he's loving it and he's like coaching that one girl who is really good at it but wanted to quit and uh like he's he's you know teaching her you know with passion and then like all of this stuff would have would have happened and then we you know we've uh, mentioned lisa twice so the third time is now here in this little epilogue where he's on a date with, with this woman that we would assume to be Lisa and, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, that little montage. In oh, Us that's where, true. We never hear about this Lisa ever again. Yeah. Yeah. They mention her twice and, and there's never a payoff. And, um, <sighs> and so like my thought, like what, what Sarah had mentioned and, and again, what I'm, what I'm proposing here is that we needed that, that section where we see him enjoy life, not just being told by him that hey, I am going to enjoy life yeah, now. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's the message of the film. But again, film is show, don't tell, right? And so you're telling me that he's going to enjoy life, but I want to see him enjoy life. That's where my oh. emotional attachment is going to come into play, yeah. right? And and so and so, what you have in an epilogue is him enjoying life, and you see all of this, and he's with Lisa, and blah blah blah. And don't do the cliched thing. I, I also made a little prediction in my mind that he was going to meet up with like a baby, and he was going to be like, "Oh, that's twenty two, yo," and it was going to be like really. And I was like, "This is going to be dumb. Don't do it." And they didn't. Then you don't need that. I don't want to see that. Yo. <laughs> but 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 my point is like you you need to see him enjoying life. And yeah. You need to see what what impact this has had on him as a person, yeah. and uh, because because after all, what good is watching a character change if you don't get to see the change? Man, Dustin, you just get told that there's a change. That's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I thought that I thought that's what they were going, and and I understand why they didn't. I understand, you know, that the theme here isn't find your spark. It may not be what you think it is. The theme is find your spark. It's not what you do. It's how and how much you enjoy life or right, whatever. Right. You know? it, yeah. And, and you know, all of these unborns are, are going into the hall of everything and finding, you know, a basketball and they're not like, I'm going to be a basketball player. That's just what they've they've interacted with that made them want to go live. Right. right? It's, it's not so much. It's it's it, their ideas that are p- kind of parallel, but they are different. It's like it's not about. It's not about what your skill is necessarily or what you think your purpose ought to be. It's what are, what is your, it's like you said with like teaching and music, it's like, what is the tool that enables you, what, what, what tool are you going to use to appreciate your life? And so it's not, it's it's almost like, Hey, it's, it's about a guy who is spending too much of his life working up to once I get to here, I'll be happy. And then he achieves it and he's like, ah, I thought I'd feel a lot better. And yeah. then the woman tells him the pair the parable about, you know, the fish and the ocean. Mm-hmm. And it's like then he realizes like, all right, it, it you know, I, I I haven't stopped and smelled the flowers enough when then the message becomes kind of generic, but it still works. It, it it's just like it's not 
about it's not that you don't need to do music because music doesn't make you happy it's it's not really the music that makes you happy it's the music that enables you to be present and enjoy your life mm-hmm. you know like for yeah. i mean and, and, that, and that's something i related to as an adult because i i have sure. a hard time being present dustin you know you know me i'm sure. constantly talking about once we pay off this loan or once my kids get out of you know child care or once i can yeah. You know, once I can get a little bit more financially independent, you know, it's yeah. that's definitely something I struggle with. I'm, I'm obsessed with the future and sure. it's really hard for me to enjoy the present. And so, yeah. you know, I internalized that message as like, um, you know, and, and it was a message I needed right around Christmas. Sure. And it was something that took me into a really great weekend with my family, which was just mm-hmm. just thinking like most of the stuff I'm worried about isn't going to go anywhere and it's not going to. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's not gonna, it's, it's not gonna get better by me thinking about it. I'm just going to enjoy this time now with this and, yeah. and, uh, you know, I'm not gonna think too much about what we're going to do on Monday night with the podcast. Cause I've already got that figured out and I'll yeah. deal with the rest of it in the moment. And, yeah. you know, doing the show, it's like, it's not that yeah. you and I are meant to be radio broadcasters doing sure. this show is what enables sure. us to enjoy life, you know, writing, yeah. reading, right. Um, you know, our exactly. families. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's a good message, uh, flawed delivery. Yes. Flawed I, delivery. I would agree. I would agree. I still, I guess the, the best movie Pixar has made recently for me is still probably the Incredibles two. What's before that? Coco. Coco. Yeah. Yeah. And then inside out before that, you know? Yeah. So I yeah. love Coco. Coco's great. Coco's amazing. I love Incredibles too. But I love Incredibles I, Coco, too. Coco's so fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, all right. Let's let's go to the break. Um, let's do it. When we come back, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, yeah. That uh, that's it. That's the rest. <laughs> that's the rest of it. Okay. Be right back. <laughs> Coopercast Movie Hour. Welcome back on Hoopercast Movie Hour. If you have a chance, check uh, check us out. Check me out on Twitter at Connor underscore Dempsey. I like to tweet about movies and other things that interest me, including uh, my recently distributed list of books, best books I liked this year, or the books I read. Uh, mm-hmm. The little pick stitch app only lets you put nine in there. Uh, I read more than nine. I was like, damn you it. To pick. You know, I was like, I-, I read more than this. How can I showcase how smart I am? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I didn't love all these books. So I'll just pick the ones I like the best. So I have a right. pretty strong lineup this year, I think. So that's over on my Twitter. Um, yeah. Connor underscore Dempsey. Um, yeah. Um, while we're talking, Dustin, uh, my wife has been texting me. Um, it's, it's Girl Scout cookie season. My, my daughter's mm. a Girl Scout. And um, we are slinging boxes. Um, yeah. We've sold a bunch of boxes just while, just while while since we've been on the air. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure your wife might have bought a couple. So you've got I some, think she, I think she was going to come yes. to you since <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we can yes. figure out the shipping. Um, yes. yeah, I didn't realize that once, once that opened up, I realized we could distribute out of state. Yeah, that yeah. was it off to the races. Yeah. 
You're like the cartel now. I know. My daughter my daughter was like, oh, yeah, we can make cookies and set my, my, my wife was like, no, you fool. Like, they're prepackaged. We just got to move. We just got to. She said something like, I think we can move all these all these boxes. I was like, yeah, move, move all these units out. Move yeah. them out. Get, the, get these trucks. Get them out of my, my warehouses. I, I just imagine a, a, a glorious montage, like a, a Breaking Bad style montage of, of you and Tara out there. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. At, at the, the what was it? The dog park. What, what what am I thinking of? It's like the dog park uh, restaurant or something in Albuquerque. Oh, it has the big neon with the the wiener dog on there, where 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 Jesse sold all the all the meth. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I need um, to rewatch it. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. Anyway. So. Um. Yeah, we're selling Girl Scout cookies. So if you want some, you can contact me somehow i love how i love how the first thing i've tried to sell on this show is my daughter's cookies girl scout cookies <laughs> hey, it's my platform isn't it hey if you want some yeah, yeah. girl scout cookies you want to help my daughter meet her quota um so yeah. she, she can get that commission <laughs> um uh hit meanwhile me if you're interested in Hoopercast merch maybe yeah. we can make some shirts yes it, yes exactly if you want to support entrepreneurial young ladies contact me uh, in, right. the, in the meantime, you can support other ladies who um, are not as young as my daughter by uh, checking out Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, Woo. that's a fair. It's a fair segue. That segue is also. A, I found these the other day. These are the original, our original drawings. Oh wow! Aww. From the logo. Wow. Yeah. Would you scan those in? Notes. Is that how those worked? Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, that didn't sound good. Oh boy. Uh, whenever there's a big bump, it sounds like a head hitting the floor, but it's usually just like a water bottle or a book or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hopefully that's all it was. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Citizens of the world. I'm here to change your life. Anything you want. Anything you dream of, you can have it. Diana, look at you. It's like now one day has passed. I don't want to be like... Wonder Woman 1984 uh, is, of course, a sequel to Wonder Woman, um, starring Gal Gadot and uh, directed by Patty Jenkins. This film also brings back Chris Pine and Robin Wright and Connie Nielsen for a brief little part, um, as well as uh, newcomers Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal, who's having a great year, by the way. Yeah. And, uh, or a great few years, really. The the, the dude's on fire. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, Wonder Woman 1984 has been anticipated for quite a while now. If memory serves, they shot this like in 2017 or something, uh, 2018 maybe. Yeah. And it was originally intended for release in like 2019, uh, then pushed to 2020, and then pushed, of course, because of COVID several mm-hmm. times, um, and then infamously, you know, announced that it would be in theaters only, and then it wasn't, and so now we've seen it. Um, it did pretty well at the box office, and immediately they greenlit a sequel to it, which we may talk about in a minute. But um, but the plot of this one is. Um, 
uh, Wonder Woman, Diana, um, is in 1984, as you might guess by the title, and she encounters a, uh, a mysterious artifact called the Dreamstone, which enables um, people's dreams to come to fruition. Yeah. And she, of course, wishes for... Uh, uh, her deepest longings and some of the other characters wish for theirs. And uh, this just gives rise to a whole host of problems that uh, only Wonder Woman can solve. Um, it's it's pretty basic. Yeah. Um, but that that's the plot. Uh, the runtime, it's about two and a half hours. Um, and, uh, and I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good sizable film. Um, but the, the, the opening sequence is, um, where we see Robin Wright and where we see Connie Nielsen. Um, they are, um, training young Diana in a triathlon or some sort of race. And, uh, and Diana, um, uh, sort of cheats at this race and ends up, uh, coming towards the, the finish line pretty, uh, ahead of everybody else and she's snatched away from the victory by Robin Wright who uh, lays out the film's theme which is you cannot take a shortcut to success Diana yeah and um, there you know there is no shortcut you need to accept this and uh, and so this is uh, laying the groundwork for what's to come for the film um, I'm I'm gonna give this um, I've gone back and forth a number of times, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to probably land in, in, in a three star territory. Okay. Um, maybe three and a half. Um, it's, it, it's fine. I think it is, um, ultimately probably a little bit disappointing in some areas and, uh, and a little bit surprising in others. And, uh, and while there's a lot of, things that you would put in the pros column and a lot of things you'd put in the cons column. Um, I don't regret having seen it, um, as opposed to something like Batman versus Superman, um, where I wish I could expunge that from my memory. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not that bad. Um, and this doesn't make me mad. Um, but you know, it, it doesn't reach the heights that I think this character is capable of. Right. And, um, and it, it, as a fan, as somebody who like, I'm looking at my, my wall in front of me and I've got a couple of Wonder Woman comics hanging on my wall. Um, I, I enjoy this character and, uh, I, I don't think this is a story that I would have picked. Like this isn't the type of story that I would have written for Diana. Right. Um, but that doesn't immediately invalidate it. So, um, so, you know, I'm going to say three, three and a half stars, if only because I do enjoy the character and I do enjoy Gal Gadot as Diana. Um, and, and I really do enjoy Kristen Wiig in this film as well. Um, and I think Pedro Pascal is fine and Chris Pine is fine, but, but, but Gal Gadot and Kristen Wiig are the, are the standouts here for me. And, um, and yeah, so, so that, that's where I am. Where, where are you at Hooper? I think we can do better. I gave it two stars. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so I keep thinking I'm being texted about serious things for my kids. It's just more cookie boxes being sold. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, how are the kids? 35 boxes. Oh, okay. um, cool. <laughs> I gave it two stars. Um, sure. I All right, so for me, um, the film, the film's length was very felt. I thought it was, I thought it lost its momentum really quickly. Mm. Um, there's a long stretch between the opening present day well not present day present story day 
yep. um, action yep. sequence and the next one. Yep. Not that it's all about action, but the but it's just, it's a lot of exposition, um, a lot of character introductions, and you know trying to lay groundwork, and it's just not paced very well. I mean, the midpoint of the film is at an hour and twenty minutes in. It's yeah. That's when that's when you know. Anyway, so you know how long an hour and twenty minutes is, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just thought the film was really boring, and and it, mm-hmm. I, it pains me to say that because um, I, I don't know, I I don't know what I expected. Um, sure. I really liked Wonder Woman. I definitely expected better. I expected better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right after I right when I was grabbing the trailers to put in this episode later, it was like, hey, do you want to watch this? clip of the no man's land from the first movie and i watched it again and i was like there was nothing like this in mm-hmm. this entire movie like the no man's no. land sequence is gorgeous in, it is. in wonder woman and it's inspiring and it's the yep. music is great gal gadot yep. is great chris pine is great the action's great like that whole yep. sequence is just great it thematically is resonant yep. um yep. It's just well handled. The action's great. And just, I just feel like it, it doesn't feel like this film was directed by Patty Jenkins. It feels it, all, the, all the action was just really hokey. The wire yeah. work was hokey. The physics were so, were so hokey and they weren't. And I, and I point all this out because yeah. if they had been handled that way in the first film, which thematically is still stronger, I would have just said, yep. that's Agreed. just the way they're choosing to do the action. It's not for me, but whatever. I know what to expect, but they did, sure. they did the action well in the first one. Um, well, see what's weird about that to that point is, is we've also seen, uh, you know, pretty modern day Wonder Woman as well mm-hmm. in Justice League and in Batman vs Superman. Yep. And and the action does not look like this. Mm-mm. Like it, it isn't consistent. And that's the thing, like the time to do a throwback like 40s, like you know, like a wire work type of like nostalgic action. Like um sure. what's a recent movie that does something like that? Oh, like like Mulan. Like the, the live sure. action Mulan. Like yeah. that was the stylistic choice to do Asian yeah. wire work because that's very much influenced by Asian action cinema. It's like, okay, I'm really not into it at all, but at least it was inspired. Like, I don't know what the equivalent would be for, for Wonder Woman. But the point is the time to do that, if you were going to do that was the last movie that takes place during World War one before they're even wire work in movies probably. And I I don't know that for sure. It'll please don't at me. Um, Sure. But uh, I, I, so I just, I just, it was jarring to me and it felt not lazy. It just felt like a strange choice. Um, and yeah. maybe because I, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, if it was really shot for release in, in 2019, it what makes me wonder if the, if the studio rushed the sequel and they just didn't have as much time to rehearse as they might have for a lot of the in-camera longer takes, um, of action. In it's the- possible. I feel like Patty Jenkins kind of got whatever she wanted this time. And that's the thing. I felt that yeah. way leading up to this, so which which I kept expecting it to be great. I was like, man, it sounds like she's going to she's she's got it. She's in the she's she's in charge. Um She has a story by credit. Yeah, exactly. She has a story by credit, but like I just I think that I just think yeah. that the script is really I just think it was it's really bloated. Um yes. and uh and 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 I don't know I don't know what one thing I would change. I I, I thought Kristen Wiig was fine. Um, but the the cat CG was kind of weird, but not not ter- whatever. I, I I think I just wished it was better paced, um, yep. uh, just better better choreographed, and um, 
I mean, Gal Gadot is great in the role. Um, she's she's still the, the the right person to play the role. I love seeing Chris Pine again because he's just really great as this this character. You know, yeah. this just really great dude. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I. I think I was just bothered that uh, it wasn't better. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I no, don't want to be one of those dudes on the internet who's like, "Well, it wasn't great, but I don't know why." I just, I right. just expected a lot, and and mostly it just it failed to engage me. It, it, you know, I, I, the plot, the, the plot, MacGuffin, all this stuff is just so yep. like, oh, I don't care, I don't yeah. care, I don't care so much, and and. Uh, it just, they're just chasing the MacGuffin, trying to learn things about it. And every time it's like, oh, but they can only do the wish of the, the here, the, the, but the wish can be exchanged for the monkey's paw. And it's like, I'm confused. Did they, did they merge the monkey's paw into the stone? And that's why it takes more than it gives. Or, right. What's happening? So, so I, I, I think, I think that, that you have laid out some solid reasons uh, <laughs> okay, why, why, why the film is disappointing. Can you, um, and, I'm just trying to save myself from Brie Larson's wrath. um and and i don't disagree with you i i think i think that those are all valid points my thought is like either they need to chop half like a half hour of this film out or they need to add a half hour but either way they gotta pick yeah and and what's weird is like the pacing on this is so bad Mm -hmm. that you're right I, i i think it's like an hour in between bits of her in costume yeah yeah which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Remember, Spider-Man right. Two yeah. has some some big moments. Talking about Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man Two has some yeah. big mo- some big gaps where we're just following Peter Parker. Yeah, but it never fails to engage us as Peter Parker. Yeah, um, Spider-Man Two is kind of still the gold standard for me as like a superhero sequel. Um, yeah. and, and especially when we're talking about like a character driven thing. Um, and so, yeah, so um, the, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, they, I'm splitting hairs with some of these other ones like guardians two and stuff, but that, that's, sure. that's completely structurally, completely different than something like Spider-Man yeah. two, which I, I, yeah. agree, I agree with you is, is definitely totally. the gold standard. And, and I think that, you know, this is made, this is cut from that same cloth and here's why, like you have that, that opening sequence, which is really earnest and kind of campy and like heroic, right? It's not dissimilar from like Spidey swinging down and saving some kids playing in the street, you know, from, from a truck. Like it's basically the same type of tone. The problem is, um, as the film progresses, um, it, it and, and it also follows some of those same beats as like, you know, in Spider-Man 2, Peter's maybe losing his powers. Right. And here we have a similar thing happening with Diana, yeah. which all which actually harkens back to Superman 2 from Richard Donner and Richard yeah. Lester. And they did the same thing. And Raimi kind of pulled it from Donner and yeah. and Lester. And so uh, Jenkins is kind of going back to that same cloth and saying, like, let's use that as our template. And and um and I, th- but I think as the film progresses, it never, it never seats us squarely in Diana's perspective. Yeah. Um, because it was, it was interested in giving us a few different perspectives. And the problem is like, I want to know Diana. And so there's, there's a moment like, um, uh, it, it's, it, I think it's the second big set piece. It's the, they're, it's like the armored trucks and Diana's doing all that to stop the trucks. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, and I started thinking during that, I was like, what is Diana's goal? Like, what does she want out of life? Right. right. Well, it's already been answered by that point. She wants, she wants Steve Trevor. 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so she has Steve Trevor. So where's the conflict? Right. You know what I mean? Like she's already achieved this goal. So now the goal is just to stop the bad guy. Well, remember, if we're using Spider-Man 2 as the as the gold standard, the goal was never just to stop Dr. Octopus. Right. The goal was I've got to pay rent. The goal was I got to get the girl I love to like me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was it was these it was purely relatable human things. And and and. Wonder Woman didn't really have that because it never sat us squarely in her head. Um, we get to like laugh at her almost because we're at a distance from her. There's a scene early on where Maxwell Lord says like, I'm on television. And she's like, I don't have a television. And he's like, well, here, I'll get you somebody at Sears to, to give you a, a television. And she's like, I don't want one. And it's like, we're almost like, we can't even relate to that because of course we all watch TV all the time. Right. So it's like, we're never like, re- we can't relate to her. Um, and, and then on top of this idea, like you have this moment where you start to break it down and you say, okay, this woman knew a man for two weeks and has never loved again like (laughs) it starts to break down a little bit and i understand but i would almost like to see her go on a date and and start to realize like yeah this guy's never gonna sacrifice himself in a bomb plane you know what i mean like uh, so i can't love this guy and like see her sabotage these relationships because none of them are steve trevor and like that might make an interesting like analysis of her as a person and where she's at mentally and you know all of that but we never really get inside her head that much um we know she's nice to barbara we don't really know if it's sincere it almost comes across as like i'm just trying to keep an eye on you sometimes again we just need to know what she's thinking we just need to know why she's why she cares for barbara we need to know why she's um doing these things and and i don't think we ever really got yeah i don't think we ever really got into diana's head and but having said that um Maybe we can jump into spoilers really quick because I want to talk about a moment towards in the third act. Yeah, yeah, we'll, um, go, we'll go spoilers. That, okay. That, those are our ratings, everyone. Watch the movie if you want to. Yeah. Um, HBO Max. So, yeah. Um, so in the third act, um, of course, Diana has to renounce her wish and 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 lose Steve again. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I do want to I do also at least want to mention the fact that I think it's so weird that he's in another man's body yeah. and he doesn't have to be. No, he doesn't have to be. There's no story reason a, for him a, to be it's in a magic someone else's stone. body. He doesn't have to. Uh, the, I was watching Chris Duckman's review and he said, does this man have a family? Is he is he is he going to get fired because he hasn't shown up to work in a presumably, week? <laughs> presumably. Yeah. Well, and and I, I I've also uh, I saw a comment where somebody was like, "Are we just going to talk about the fact that like he didn't that that man's body didn't consent to have <laughs> relations with Diana? Yeah, like they, they slept like, together. And this this man- is creepy. <laughs> Um, but okay. Uh, but the point is, uh, let's, let's not talk about that. The point is, um, that, that towards in the third act, she of course has to renounce her wish and lose Steve all over again. Yeah. Um, I actually thought that was, that was a really a great well, beat. really well done scene. 
I, I think I think Gal did a great job the, the best, with that. I think Chris Pine did a great job with that. Best part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah and I both really yeah. enjoyed that yeah. specific part. Here's why. This is this is to prove my point. Mm-hmm. Because we know what Diana wants, mm-hmm. and we want her to have what she wants. Again, yes. not dissimilar from Spider Man Two. We want him to have Mary Jane too. Yep. Right. And and the echo, the words of Tobey Maguire echoing in my head. Am I not supposed to have what I want? Yeah. Right. Like like the cost of being a hero is this sometimes. And like that's a that's an affecting moment. And then she, of course, runs and the wounds disappear yeah, and, and her faster. speed increases. Yeah. And then she learns to fly. Which and she's like she crying the whole time. It's like that. Yeah. That was that was moving. That was a great scene. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I also will point out because I'd be remiss if I didn't, that she does not fly in Justice League or in Batman vs. Superman. So either Whoops. she loses this ability or... She chooses not. To. She's, she's backpocketing it. Like Right. Um, totally but that sure probably would have come people. in handy against Superman, Superman. against <laughs> evil Superman. I don't know. It's um, like, how are we ever going to defeat evil Superman? If only I could fly... Oh. oh, wait. I forgot I learned to do that in the 80s. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's really weird, but but look, like if if I'm if I'm Patty Jenkins sitting down at the at the keyboard and I'm saying like, what do I need to do? Yeah. One, I want to bring Chris Pine back. Mm-hmm. Two, how do I do it? I got to figure this this conundrum out. Yep. Secondly, I also have to create a, a, a scenario where Diana gets to move on from mm-hmm. him, yep. like because I want to give her that that forward progression as a character, which she doesn't appear to have in Batman vs Superman and Justice League. But okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, and and so you know you move her forward. I understand the mechanisms behind Patty Jenkins saying this is what I want her to do and all of that, and I get all of it. Um, and and it all works within the context of this film. Um, if you take into consideration Batman vs Superman and Justice League, some things start to fall apart. Um, but I, I also like to just think that at this point, this franchise, this Wonder Woman franchise, is its own thing, and it does not go to Batman vs Superman. It does not lead to Justice League. This is just like its own little thing yeah. in a different world that's similar, but not not quite. Like maybe the Amazons never fought Steppenwolf in this thing, in this this version of the world. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But I'm I'm getting lost in the weeds. But the point is, like, I, I I there are things that I enjoyed. Like, I enjoyed that moment. I enjoyed the the progression that Diana had. I just wish I felt it throughout the film rather than just like in that one scene. Yeah. Um, and like leading up when you know, like, oh, I'm gonna have to renounce this wish. Yeah, you know, um, and I'll say this: Cheetah is is maybe Wonder Woman's most iconic villain. Um, she is um, her Lex Luthor. She's her Joker. Yeah. Um, and and I think it was a disservice to put her as sort of like a henchman role. Yeah. Um, in this film, um, and Maxwell Lord. Um, I always conflate him with Lex Luthor. Like he's just a savvy businessman in the comics. He's not a, a living dreamstone genie man. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I'm not against that necessarily, but right. I think it was kind of hokey the way they did it. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, one, one reason this film could have an extra half hour almost, and I might not complain if it does, if it fixes this problem, which is the, the escalation of, of Maxwell Lord's, like uh takeover is is really rushed because you see him like take over the the middle eastern guys oil company right or whatever and then like immediately he's back in the states and he's like dealing with people 
And it seems like there's already like junk in the streets and like yeah. rioting and stuff. And I'm like, society didn't see any of this. Society devolves so quickly. So fast. Yeah. And I'm just like, are we to assume that he's he's answered all of these wishes and we just didn't see that? Because yeah. that's like, that's weeks it's, it's of a, wishes. It's a really pessimistic view of humanity that, you know, if people got their wishes, their wishes would degrade human civilization within what, like a day and a half? Yeah, within half within a day. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so so an extra half hour, I wouldn't mind if it if it made that that uh that escalation make more sense. Um I, but you know, I also I don't know. just a pet peeve. I also sure. this is the same thing that happened with Captain Marvel and I didn't appreciate it as a as a man or as a viewer. Mm. Um I didn't like that that like every man without whose who, whose character didn't have a name is like a seething rapist yeah um yeah pretty much you know like every, everyone's a, a, per- a, perv- a pervert cat calling yeah. uh yeah. hey you're looking good hey i gave you a compliment get back here so i can assault you like yeah just like yeah. oh for god's sake i i get it you know yeah. but like come on it's a woman except except you know, for like so, her yeah. friend in the park and even then he like later was like I don't yeah. think you're such a good person. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, which, which I'll say this too. Like, like if you're trying to put us in Barbara's mindset, yeah. you do, a, you do her a disservice because like, that's a big moment. Yeah. Like, right. Like that's being confronted that with your humanity. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It started great. Yeah. And, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with her kicking his butt yeah. and knocking his teeth out or whatever. Yeah. But then like when that guy comes up, it should be a moment of like, what am I becoming? Oh, yeah. She's and then like, it should feel like at that point out of control. She just like, right? mind your business. I was like, man, this guy's your friend. What are you doing? Right. Exactly. I don't benign, know. Mind your business. Then she turned and like sprinted like, <laughs> like, like what's it from, like from get out? Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's like you don't have to run away. I mean like, right, right. Whatever. I don't know, man. Look, I love <laughs> Cheetah, and and I think that they 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 relegated her to a a, a, a hench woman in this, and I, I didn't appreciate that. Um, Maxwell Lord, I don't know if you know this in the in the comics. Mm-hmm. One thing that that if you if you think about Diana and Maxwell Lord together, this always comes up. Um, I think it's I forget when it was, probably like oh five, oh six, oh seven, something like that. I think it was in high school. Um, Diane, there's like a big moment where Maxwell Lord's like on television and Diane, and he's doing something. I don't even remember what it was. He's doing something evil, and Diana comes up behind him and just snaps his neck and kills him on camera. Wow. And then and then no one trusts Wonder Woman after that, but she's like, I did what had to be done. Because the Wonder Woman of the comics is a little more intense. Um <laughs> I, I, I like this version. I like this version of Wonder <laughs> yeah, Woman. I like, like a little bit more of an optimistic, altruistic Wonder Woman. Yeah, like like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you by talking about morality to you. Yeah, right. I, like I, I, even even in like the animated series, it's like Wonder Woman's a pretty tough bitch. <laughs> she's <yeah>. like, she's, <laughs> yeah, she she's she yeah. takes no prisoners. We don't um, have time I, for this, Clark. She even has like a smoky voice. Like, yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. Um, Susan Eisenberg, um, still the voice I hear in my head when I read a comic book. But um, she got but a yeah. sexy voice. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I I don't know. I think that um, 
you know, again, if it were me, like what I would do, I, I prefer my Wonder Woman stories to be a little f- flavored with Homer. Like mm-hmm. I, I want them to be Greek. I want them to be like Wonder Woman versus a Cyclops or versus Hades mm-hmm. or voice versus, you know, whatever. Like, like that's what I kind of want out of it. Um, but there are two ways to do a Wonder Woman story. There seem to be, you can do this Greek myth Wonder Woman, or you can do Patriot Wonder Woman. They clearly went Patriot Wonder Woman here. Um, what I would have done that would have been different, I think, is instead of having Cheetah, and I don't know if this means anything to you or anybody that listens to the podcast, but but it, it, it's catharsis for me. Uh, there's a Wonder Woman villain that I love named Cersei. She's like an Amazonian witch, um, banished from, from Themyscira and whatever. Anyway, um, instead of a Dreamstone, I almost wish it was her and Maxwell Lord. So Cersei and Maxwell Lord working together, you get this magic and it's like Amazonian magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that ties in a little better with her Greek origins. Um, and then, and then speaking of magic, there's just a couple things that seem a little out of place here. Um, the fact that she can suddenly make things invisible, uh, it's kind of convenient when they need it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I don't like that. Um, I mean, I know everyone's like, invisible jet, but you know, it's, it's, it's point? completely has, you know, zero f- founding and, and any has, has not been set up or established at all that she can At all. remotely do that. And she doesn't do it in Justice League or Batman vs Superman. That would have also come in handy. Sure. Hey, hey, Superman, Super- I'm going to turn you invisible so you can punch the crap out of Steppenwolf. Yeah, Superman. That would help. Yeah, or I'm going to turn us all invisible because Superman's evil now. Right, yeah. Um, I, you know, yeah, it's weird. I have one final gripe with the movie, and this is a, a cardinal sin um, for me, and yep. uh, it probably lost the film a star. No, that's not true. But uh, I don't, this is the first time it's happened and it doesn't need to happen ever again. Okay. Um, So the great moment where she's learning to fly. Yep. I heard a chord progression that was familiar to me and I was like, oh, that sounds kind of like Kaneda's death from Sunshine. And then they full blown. And I was like, what the, what the fuck? I was like, what are you doing? Hans Zimmer. And it was, it was straight up that track i haven't even looked at the credits really? i guarantee you that that song is just canada's death that i mean you know, i'm gonna look for it right now wow um uh song uh whatever song credits ww84 i'm gonna look for it right now um the okay. point the point i'm going for is just like i don't know i'm sure that that's like fine in hollywood and it's i mean i don't know if was that even a warner brothers film sunshine um, mm, I don't know. I don't know. List of songs. Uh, Themyscira, Blue Monday, I Won't Leave You, Adiago and D Minor. Yes, that was from John Murphy. Adagio and D Minor. Um, it was... Oh, boy. Sorry, I'm grinding this to a halt. All right, so whatever. Maybe it's broader. I don't know. Sure, but that's, still, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Don't appreciate being emotionally manipulated. I was already yeah. with the scene, and then it happened. Right. I was like, "This belongs with someone being disintegrated outside of a ship in space." Right, right, right. Anyway, I, I, I didn't. No. 
No, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're right. Ah. Take it up with Mr. Zimmer. Yeah. Um, um, the last thing that I'll bring up, the okay. last little gripe is, is again, another like, oh, that's convenient. Um, so Wonder Woman tells the story of Asteria, you know, this this Amazon that that had this armor or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then she just like offhandedly says, like, I've looked for Asteria and I can't find her, but I found her armor. Good thing I'll need it later in this film. <laughs> Good thing I don't need Asteria. Right. And and so it's just like too many like, oh, I just happen to have what I need. I just happen to be able to do what I have to do. And like there's just too much of that like like ham-fisted in there to yeah. to justify whatever the next scene is going to be. And then <laughs> yeah. and then and then the the the, the mid-credits scene I didn't see with, it. Okay, so the mid-credits scene um, probably doesn't mean much of anything to people our age, but mm-hmm. um, do you know what it is? Is that, you the, read one, about is that it? the one with Linda Carter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah, it's you see like the back of what you assume to be Diana, although you can tell by body type it's not. Um, you know, walking down the street and like a pole f- falls, like mm-hmm. a telephone pole or something falls. And it's about to hit a kid and, you know, the, the, this woman catches the, the, the pole and then you see her gauntlet or whatever, her, her bracelet and it's not Wonder Woman's. Mm. And so whatever. And then she, they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. How did you do that? And Linda Carter turns around, looks right in the camera lens and says, I've been doing this a long time. Right. And then, and then like, you know, walks away. Right. Okay. And like that, okay, okay, gotcha, right? Okay, yeah, funny. Um, uh, Asteria, right? Okay, this is not a character from the comics. No. This is just made up for Linda Carter's ego. I don't have a problem with it. Like, obviously, Marvel did it with Stan Lee and you know, yeah. Lou Ferrigno at different points. And like, I get it. I understand it. Um, I don't have a problem with it. But I do think like, don't look right at the camera. Like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um, look, I, the more I talk about it, the the less I really love it. But, but mm-hmm. what I will say is it reminds me a lot of like Batman Forever in its structure. Um, it's it, it's very much like um, Pedro Pascal is is Two Face and uh, and freaking Jim Carrey's Riddler is Cheetah and like it, you know whatever. But um, I think it'll be remembered more fondly than Batman Forever, but um, I and I know that they're doing Wonder Woman three, but I, I really hope that they, I don't know, just give somebody else a chance to write Wonder Woman because it, this this was written by Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns as well as Dave Callahan, um, who helped with the screenplay, and and I hope they just let somebody else. Um, have a have a go at it, um, and it also doesn't bode well for Shang Chi because that same director or that same writer, Dave Callahan, is writing that. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? Obviously, Marvel's a well-oiled machine at this point, but um, but I'm I'm really hoping that Wonder Woman three is able to do something that is better than this by getting us into Diana's mind. Um, do. We got to be quick about it, but do you want to go into this article? Um, what do you think? Do you, do you think we have a minute? I mean, we, we can be really quick. Let's be, let's, let's do five minutes. Or we can on just it. do it next week either way. Um, 
I don't have it pulled up. Uh, uh, okay, so this article on Slash Film you sent me was about. Um, yeah. Oh boy. Um, well, I had it pulled up. It is gone. Uh, so, uh, well, it's in the Google Doc. I thought was it? Yeah, it was. Um, Warner Brothers strategy now with these releases. Um, planning to release bigger DC films to theaters and smaller films to HBO Max with potential Max spinoffs for all of them. Um, and it's pretty much just like a, like a statement of intent for yeah. how they're going to release their content. It's kind of similar to Marvel and Disney stuff with Disney plus, but pretty much it's, it's following this trend that we, it's no secret. Like studios are trying to get their own streaming services so they could produce their own content so that you have to pay to subscribe to those services. So you can see exclusive content that probably won't be released like on disc or anything. Yeah. or in theaters and it's yep. pretty much just warner brothers officially saying yes that's what we're doing with the dc stuff and the dc films chief walter hamada flat out came out and said with every movie that we're looking at now we are thinking what's the potential max spinoff so yeah no being coy no hiding it the intention fully is we want to make out of the bag we want to make things that can that allow us to make other things without yes. doing as much work of starting new things and correct uh, and so it's like not surprising uh at all it's um you know it's just it's the next little chess piece in this grand grand game we're all witnessing yeah yeah look i'm i'm not i'm not a huge fan of this you know i i always say that like i i I wish we could get back to hey you want a new spider-man movie you gotta wait a couple years Hey, you want a new Wonder Woman movie? Well, you got to wait a couple years. But instead, if it's like, hey, you want a new Wonder Woman stories? Okay, well, they're going to be on HBO Max in the fall, mm-hmm. right? And it won't be it won't be Gal Gadot. It'll be like a different Amazon lady that leaves Themyscira. Okay, I'm not interested. So, like at the end of the day, you know, obviously this is business and this makes a lot of sense that they can take somebody like Patty Jenkins or or James Gunn and say, what else you got? Right. And and put, you know, less money into it and spread it out over eight weeks or ten weeks and, you know, get money that way. But I you know, look, um again, I'm all about keeping these stories character focused. Yeah. Um, the my favorite of these superhero films are always the ones that allow the character themselves to be the driving force of the story. This feels a little bit more like the driving force is some shadowy executive somewhere. So I don't know. I I could be proven wrong, and I probably will be, and that's fine. But uh, until then, we'll just see where this goes. Um, that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about, so, uh, we'll, we'll figure that out some other time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's the last show of 2020. So welcome to, hopefully we, you are listening to the show ringing in, uh, not necessarily at the time, but ringing in the new year, um, Mm -hmm. recently. And hopefully it'll be a good, uh, better year than 2020 presumably was, you know, and, um, you know, uh, the better opportunities to see movies and enjoy content or just enjoy digesting the stories you want to enjoy. Yeah. However you can. So, um, okay. Well, and then hopefully for us selling cookies. So yes. Okay, everyone then, uh, good night. Good night. <laughs>